It's Leslie and I have Yasmin back and we have Mark, of course, Hi. who's always here. Hello. I don't think he's, there's been a time where Mark hasn't been on the podcast. No, no, oh no, wait, did we not do one on our own, me and you? Was yeah, there not like two episodes where I was on podcast paternity leave? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, you're on paternity leave. Yeah, that's right, sorry. Nice. I'll, walk, I'll, I'll, I'll walk that back. <laughs> I'm walking it back, guys. I'm walking it back. So this week... We are going to be talking about basically flat things. So you're talking <laughs> flats, not erect things. No, not erect. Well, you could erect a mirror, I suppose, but, or a painting. So yeah, but they're flat, really, in dimensions. Uh, so we're talking about haunted mirrors or the myths behind haunted mirrors or mirrors in general or paintings, significance behind that. And um, basically, yeah, I don't think anyone's really looked at windows, though. I don't, I don't really think about that. Do a few paintings. Basically, we're just going to be looking at mirrors and paintings this week. Yeah, I don't um, think there was very much for. I tried to look at windows, which is how I almost ended up not having time to look at anything because I couldn't really find anything on windows. Everything I did find was just like. Hish. Well, the only thing that I can think of closest to that would be the Winchester Mystery House because she had. She was basically the widow of the guy that invented the Winchester rifle, and she felt so guilty about how many people her husband's rifle had murdered basically mm-hmm. been responsible for their death that she built a massive house with his money after he died and she mm-hmm. built loads and loads of rooms at some of which she built staircases with rooms that went nowhere and um, okay. were opened That's out weird. with doors that opened out into like the just be like you would you'd fall out into the grounds just loads and weird unnecessary like hundreds and hundreds of rooms in this house that didn't mm-hmm. need to be there but she said she built them for the ghosts. Oh, yeah, did she for oh, like, people like, that he's killed. Yeah. Did they give her instructions? Did she build a special room? That, I think it was a medium or someone Someone yeah, told her that she had like to build these. To, she built, like, yeah, she built. Like a medium told her she built like a yeah. medium room. And then she the built a Like, mm-hmm. pre- I don't know, like. Nobody really knows for sure. But... I don't know what the word is I'm looking for here, but the ghost <laughs> would like put thoughts in her head of what they wanted the different yeah. rooms to be like oh. and yeah. then the ones so, to change a bit of what she was building and that's how they right. to change it. That's creepy. Yeah, so oh if they God. wanted a specific window to be a certain way or they wanted to have certain furniture in the room that they could occupy, then she would do that. That was her penance for all the people that were murdered by her husband's rifle. That's so creepy though. Yeah, it's really oh. weird. You can visit it. You can still go to see it. And oh. it was unfinished. She was still building it. I mean, it was great for building contractors. <laughs> she kept hiring to build fucking weird rooms that didn't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and did, was there not a whole thing as well that like all the building contractors all said that she was like the best person they'd ever worked for? She was yeah. like, so lovely and so kind and she mm-hmm. hired a lot of people that other people wouldn't hire like at that point yeah. in time. 
there was a lot of people that had huge issues with Japanese Americans mm. and a lot of people refused to hire them and she like basically would hire and basically she wasn't a big giant racist but it was yeah. really, really hard for obviously as it is always for people who aren't white to get as easy a break as people who are white and mm-hmm. she just basically based giving jobs to people on whether or not they were good at the job not on their race and like yeah. people would kind of contact other people across the country and be like oh if you're looking for work, you should come speak to her because, again, she's not a big giant racist. So she was saying to people, be they... Oh, I don't know whether she got that message from the ghosts that were haunting oh. her or she just felt like it was the right thing to do out of, again, maybe because of the to atone for all the bad things that happened with the... Basically, she's living off of blood money. Mm. I think she was just, like, super sound. I think that maybe mm. she was just always a nice person. I mean, she realised, like, she was kind of like, oh, it's awful that all the money's come to me. And it is blood money, so I have to do something mm. good. And was like, oh, I'd never be shit to anybody, be they any race mm. or dead. But then why <laughs> not make? Why not make a house for like, say, homeless people or poor people? Why make a house for ghosts? That's a good point. <laughs> she <laughs> set up a. I think she set up several charities as well. But she like, may have, yeah. One of them she set up, and it still exists now. She said, to, I don't know, understand how you do that, but you know, when you're like mentally rich, you can set up a charity yeah. so it just continues to run way after your death. Carnegie yeah. did that. Mm-hmm. So she set up a charity like that, and it's basically for people that can't afford to pay for medical care. She pays oh. for their medical care, like however much their medical bills are. Which would make sense considering how many people probably got wounded. True. <laughs> from those yeah. bullets. But it wasn't specifically like people who were injured by guns it was just anyone that was ill mm. and couldn't afford to pay their own bills she would pay that for yeah. them yeah. yeah so that is good i wonder if she still if i wonder if she occupies one of the rooms or windows herself or mm. even the mirrors in that house would that be interesting mm-hmm. i hope i feel like this episode's just going to be things that we would have in our house so i would have <laughs> a window if she was trapped in one of the windows in her house <laughs> I would have it put in my house just because she seems really nice. So I think she'd be good to chat to. <laughs> I think one of the other things that people do with windows is when someone dies, say in, in the home or the bedroom, then, and it applies to mirrors as well, it's a common thing, whereby you would open a window to let the soul out, but you would cover the mirror so that the soul wouldn't be trapped in the mirror. Oh, yeah, I've heard that before. That's really creepy. It, a lot of funeral rites involves mirrors victorians who were totally obsessed with death but i think they actually had more of a healthy attitude towards death than we do now because they didn't shy away from it like we do we tend to just put it aside and forget it's going to happen to us or what's going to happen until it does whereas victorians because so many people died of of various illnesses and stuff like that they basically had a more deeper understanding of death i suppose they were more used to it or able to accept it quicker as well yeah, mm. and they had various rituals that they would do yeah. in terms of photography. Anyway, we know about the the death or post mortem um, photographs, which yeah. technically is a mirror image of the person. If you think about it, they're mm. using a lens to capture mm. that person, and they would carry them around in lockets, or even they would make mirrors with the image of that photograph on them. Uh, my mum has a mirror up in the house that mm-hmm. is of my gran like my gran that you knew well leslie yeah i love her grandparents yeah. so like after one of them passed away right one passed away first and there was a photo taken of both of them and mm-hmm. it was like yeah developed onto a mirror which yeah. was then given to whichever one of them was still alive who then gave it to my gran's mum and she left it to my gran and my gran left it to my mum and obviously, I've demanded that I want it. Oh, wow, that must be really old then. Yeah. yeah. 
that's quite creepy. Sorry, Mark. It is quite creepy. But I'd love to see a picture of it. It's not because of like my, although obviously I do love my family, but it's like, Mm. I want it because I am the most goth of all my children (laughs) and therefore deserve the goth mirror. God, wow. I mean, I've got a, a mirror in my dining room that came from my grand's house, which my uncle, Brian, bleh, spit on his grave. <laughs> well, he's not dead, but I would spit on his grave if I could. So um, <laughs> he um, he gave that mirror to my grandparents, and that's that hung up in their living room when both of them are alive. And now, obviously, both of them are dead. And I took the mirror oh, and goodness. hung it in my dining room. And sometimes when I look in at that mirror, I think, is some part of my grand's or my history recorded within that mirror. It kind of creeped really? me out a little bit. Yeah. Like you feel like you're being watched. Do you actually the mirror. Like you feel a presence? I don't know. I haven't stood. See, the thing is, I've deliberately not stood in front of that mirror long enough mm-hmm. to find out. Oh, oh, I've actually got a shiver down my back there. Yeah. <laughs> trying to, I'm wondering if anyone's ever died in front of any of the mirrors in my house. I'm just going through them all in my head. I mean, I've got a big antique mirror, like one of those swing hinge, like giant, so if you think, mirrors. what kind of shit has that mirror seen? Yeah. You say if like a mirror witnesses a murder, then it could absorb some of the oh, um God. the horror of what happened. A, yeah. a few mirrors may have seen lots of horrific shit over the years. It also has a dodgy hinge on one side, so I've like smeared my own blood on it multiple times. <laughs> so maybe I'm carrying out some sort of satanic rite. <laughs> it's a bloodthirsty mirror now. I'm always smearing my blood on it. Every time I try to straighten it up, I like forget every time and go to straighten it up. And every time Hold on a second. The hinge goes into my hand and I just spray Are it Are you sure that that's not the mirror luring you to, <laughs> <laughs> to get your blood? I mean, maybe. <laughs> I think you should be wearing gloves when you handle yeah. that mirror. I feel like on that note, Leslie, you should like kick us Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like this way we're talking, just discussing things and things in general. I like the flow of the conversation. But yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on mirrors initially? Like, Yaz, anything you've got? Any creepy mirrors that you've maybe come across? I have, like, I still don't come across any creepy mirrors. But, like, see, at night time, like, I don't Mm -hmm. like sleeping, like, opposite a mirror or being in the same mirror when I'm asleep because I feel like... Just even if, like, say you turn over, like, it's as if you've seen something in the room moving. And obviously it's just your reflection. But that does freak me out a little bit. Or well, in Feng Shui, it's totally forbid, like, it's totally not cool to have your mirror face in your bed because that can basically invite negativity or demons into your house mm. or your room. Plus, it's next to you, though. Yeah, that's probably not good either. Yeah. But indirectly, in anywhere that's. Where you're sleeping and yeah. I wouldn't have any mirrors in my bedroom but I kind of do because I've got my wardrobe which yeah, I've got mirrors but well, yeah. yeah that's true I know but it's not facing my bed so I'm not waking yeah. up to my own image but then some people have a mirror above their bed don't they because yeah, they're perfect yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's different isn't it I don't yeah. know is it I think it's pervy. Like there's some people believe that if you if that your reflection is not you, like this is in Chinese mythology. This is why it's sort of not the done thing for Veng Shui to have your mirror in front of your bed, because they believe that the reflection in your mirror isn't actually you. It could just be a demon pretending it's you, so that it can steal your soul, or it's a portal into the never world. The thing is, I do find something. Like, even if, say, if you're going through, like, a dark corridor and, like, for whatever reason you've got the lights on and you pass a mirror, it mm-hmm. creeps me out a little bit. 
and like I don't know, there's something about mirrors that are a bit creepy, but I've never really been able to pinpoint what it is. I think it's the when you don't know your own reflections, you. It's like the I had this, and this makes no sense because I mean you've both met my mum and you're both aware that I, I'm a large man with a beard. But yeah. The other day I was walking along like the main street in my town, and it, yeah. the sun was like low, so you know that way it kind of turns windows into mirrors. But yeah. I was walking yeah. along. And it was I was walking past one of the houses with a big bay window and I literally out the corner of my eye was like, my mum is is watching me out of that bay window. And it really, I don't, I don't even know how to weird. describe it. You know that way when you have like a weird reaction inside your body that doesn't make sense where you're like, yeah, yeah it's like a dog. But I don't know why. Why would my, yeah. I mean, obviously I'd be confused if my mum had come all the way from where she lives to here and gone into somebody else's house and not mentioned it to me. But it wasn't that. I was just like unnerved, like, and then I realised that actually I was just looking at a reflection of myself and it's just that I'd almost like focused in specifically on my own eyes and thought there were my mum's eyes staring at me through someone else's yeah. window. That could, be a, that could be significant. It's interesting because I read something where, you know, like Narcissus, he was technically the first person in mythology to die of his own reflection. because. Well, yeah, basically because he's seen his own reflection and he was so obsessed with it that he refused to move, drink, eat or anything lest he break the reflection of his own face. And then he just withered away and died, basically. So when people, if you think about people who take loads of selfies of of their face and stuff, that's kind of narcissism in a way. But do you ever find yourself looking at, like, sometimes I'll look at myself in the mirror and I'll think, damn girl, you look fine. But then when you get a photograph taken of you, you look like shit and you're like, how come I don't look like that in the mirror? Because you're projecting what you want to see in the mirror. You're not necessarily looking at your true self. You're looking, your brain's sort of putting and posing what you want to see. So you're wanting to see someone who looks absolutely stunning. But then when you see a picture, the picture, because you're looking at a reverse image of yourself. So technically, whatever you're looking at is right from left to right is right to left. So it's a reverse image. You're not, no. You've actually seen yourself. No, not really, unless you see a photograph of yourself, which is a true reflection know. of how other people see you, So, which is, is a bit like when you hear your own voice and you think, I don't oh, sound like that. Yeah. So sometimes when you see a picture of yourself and you think, fucking hell, I look awful. But then when you look in the mirror, you're so, like, I can't understand that because I look caught in this mirror. I'm <laughs> glad to see that I have this the other way around, even though oh. my house is full of mirrors, but that's just because I like mirrors, but hmm. not so much looking at myself. But I feel like when I look at myself in the mirror, I'm always like, Bleh. but then when I see photos of myself, I'm always like, mm, yeah, actually quite hot. Oh, I'm the opposite. Oh, okay. I'm I'm the opposite. Yeah. When too. I look in the mirror, I'm like, all right, you're all right. And then I look at pictures, I'm like, what the hell? It was, what's wrong with this picture? Why not? Yeah, but exactly. does that mean when you see, like, say you're looking at me and you see a picture mm-hmm. of me, do I look the way that I do in the picture? Yeah. Because I don't think I do. But that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. When you're looking at yourself in the mirror, you're seeing something that your brain is posing, like psychologically, what you want to see. Whereas when you're looking at a picture, that's how I see you. So if you were to stand next to me and look at my reflection in the mirror, do I look to you, do I look the way that I do in the mirror? <sighs> that's a tough one. It's a so tough confused. one because there was too many. <laughs> I was like, if I was to stand next to you... No, I get what you're saying. If I'm standing next to a mirror, the reflection that you can see of me and real mirror, do we look the same? No. Why? Because well, you wouldn't be because it's you in reverse. Yeah, so if you were standing no, in a mirror... you, do I look the same? Like... No, you, actual physical you, would look the way uh-huh. I see you. 
and you in the mirror would look to me the way you see yourself in the mirror. Yeah, um, I think that I think that would be it. But the way you see me in pictures, that's what I look like. Yes. I don't think exactly I look like, you look like. <laughs> Seriously? But so I think it's all in your head. So what you're seeing in the mirror is not necessarily what I'm seeing in the mirror. So you could be Even seeing what yourself. you're seeing in the picture, to be fair, though, because everybody sees <laughs> things entirely differently. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to give you a couple of examples of possible possessed or haunted yeah. mirrors. So the first one I've got is a haunted mirror that was up for auction a few years ago. It was supposedly possessed. Yeah, it was 2018. This was published in the Daily Mirror. It was possessed by the ghost of Captain Edward Smith. Now, where have you heard that name? I don't know. I recognise it, but I don't know where from. I can't believe you don't recognise that name. I mean, it's like only one of the biggest movies ever. Is he the captain from Fish Fingers? (laughs) He he looks a bit like Captain Captain Birdseye. Captain Birdseye. Look, Captain Haddock. Captain Haddock's from Tintin. Yes. <laughs> I'd like to laugh at you, but fish. I thought his name was Captain Fishfingers and <laughs> Captain Birdseye. Captain, oh I mean, is it any we- less weird than Captain Birdseye or Fishfingers? Captain, Captain Fishfingers is like quite bad, considering he used to like run around with kids on a boat. Gosh. Which he doesn't do now, I don't think, does he? He's not a captain of loads of children. Now, but that's the admiral. He's not an admiral one. In any Oh, I don't know. Right. Okay. Well, have you heard of you've heard of the Titanic, haven't you? Uh, yes, I've heard of the Titanic. Well, he was the captain of the Titanic that went oh. down with the ship. So the mirror that was being auctioned was in a hundred and ten year from twenty eighteen. Obviously, was is a mirror that he used to own. So he the, basically they're theorizing that it was the last mirror that he looked into before he left to go join the Titanic. It's quite a wee small mirror. It's quite ornate frame, but it's it's only it's like a handheld mirror. You can just hold it up to your face. It's not like a massive one. It's maybe a shaving mirror or something like that that he may have used. He may have cast his blood all over it like I do. Well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Spill or something. It it was set to go under the hammer for more than £10,000. I don't know how much it actually went for, but um, it's believed to be possessed only once a year by Edward John Smith. He left it on the dressing table of his home in Stoke and Trent before he set sail on the ill-fated ship's infamous maiden voyage. So a servant of the captain, Ethelwyn, which you don't get many people called Ethelwyn these days, Maybe yeah, Ethel, but know. not even Ethel, do you? That's like an old lady's name, isn't it? <laughs> like, you're like, maybe Ethel. I know Bring hundreds of Ethels, but... but... Not Ethel wins. <laughs> was offered to take one item from his home when he went down with the ship after the vessel hit an iceberg. I mean, that intrigues me, right? So how did they... <laughs> Are, they're, they're kind of putting it like this servant, at the moment he went down with his ship, someone said to her, right, he's dead, so do you want something from his house? Oh. Like, immediately afterwards. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't think it went down that. Well, no, no pun intended. Down that way. So she, she, so they offered her a keepsake in lieu of wages. So it's like, well, we're not going to pay you some wages. Do you want to take some of his shit? Which I don't know if that would happen in real life. Yeah, just one thing. A keepsake. Instead of peace, and you can eat. Do you want this matter? Rather have this matter. This little and some of his underpants. Since then, the haunted mirror was passed down by Ethelwyn's relatives, so she obviously didn't sell it. Like it was mm-hmm. obviously in lieu of wages, yeah. but yeah. that's not going to benefit her in any way if she's just keeping it. 
So she passed it down uh, to her relatives and it was later discovered in a deceased estate in Wolverhampton before coming into possession of the current owner at the time, who's called David Smith, weirdly enough. He kept it in a vault for the last five years. The letter, penned by Ethelwyn's sister-in-law, Hilda, and addressed to someone called Ida reads, she always spooked me when she said that at times she could still see Captain Smith's face in it on the anniversary of when the Titanic was sunk. Sorry, I'm yawning. Maybe Captain Smith uh, trying to possess me. Auctioneer Richard Winterden said, the last time Captain Edward John Smith saw his own noble bearded visage before leaving home to take the helm of the Titanic was possibly in this very mirror. Even with one's feet firmly on land and in the sunshine of a clear afternoon, there is something otherworldly about seeing your own reflection in such an object. Mm -hmm. Captain Smith must have surveyed his own image in this mirror countless times and the legend that his face can still be seen on it on each anniversary of the Titanic sinking is compelling as it is chilling whoever buys this in december will have a good time to test that legend from themselves Ooh. on the 107th anniversary next april it's very interesting though i wonder yeah. if if he does appear or does he just hmm. appear because of the connection to his servant and Why her family taking a picture of it like when it appears well, i don't know, I don't know maybe You'd be waiting there a long time with a camera. He could appear at any time of the day. I don't know if he appears in the exact camera, time that the the the, the, the <laughs> yeah. Set up as a video, like, like the, the way they do with ghosts and that. It might not capture his ghost yeah, though. Exactly. I was going to say maybe someone has, but it's just not shown up on film. Yeah, you can see it in like with your eyes, but you can't see it with the camera. Yeah, maybe. Okay, Scully. <laughs> <laughs> And then we get to. I'd love to be her. (laughs) I know. I love her too. So Um, then we get to the Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood, which is one of the oldest hotels that the earliest movie stars would attend. In fact, they held the first Oscars in 1929 in the Roosevelt Hotel, which consisted of just like a five minute ceremony and then they just partied the rest of the night, where they just, I think they just handed out like maybe 12 of the statuettes or something. I mean, it was the first Oscars and it was yeah. basically just a publicity stunt as well. And also when Marilyn Monroe was just starting out in her modelling career, she was given a suite in the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel, which had which faced onto one of the pool, the, the swimming pool. It's quite a nice place and a mirror that she would have used constantly in that suite was taken from that room at one point and moved into the manager's office. And over the years, the hotel kind of declined in the 1950s, where a lot of it was having to be kind of renovated or something. And they just, well, they they did away with some of the ornate stuff and just painted it all like a mint green, which I think sounds horrendous. Mm. And then eventually it was, it may have been uh, at one point demolished, but they, they raised funds and they saved it and they restored it in the 80s. And while it was being restored in the 80s, a maid was cleaning it. She supposedly saw a blonde, a sad blonde woman in the mirror mm. of the man that was in the manager's office. She was Paul dust in the mirror and she saw the reflection of a sad blonde woman turning around to talk to her. The employee found no one was living there. Yet when she looked back into the mirror, the blonde was still there. The mirror is sometimes put on display in the lower elevator foyer now. It's quite a tall mirror, and supposedly that's where Marilyn Monroe has 
appeared a few times in that mirror. But I don't know about that because okay, she she probably yeah she she lived there for a long time, but then. Wouldn't Marilyn Monroe haunt a lot of places because she was around? Like, also, why go there? If I saw the spirit of Marilyn Monroe, I would say I saw the spirit of Marilyn Monroe. I wouldn't Not say I saw the spirit of a sad, a sad bond woman. woman. Yeah. yeah so true. people, well, because that mirror came from Marilyn Monroe's suite when she stayed there in the fifties, mm. they think that that sad woman is but Marilyn Monroe. Would have stayed, yeah, other people almost have stayed in that suite. Possibly. Yeah. And the cleaner must know what Marilyn Monroe looks like. Like, right. who in the world doesn't know what Marilyn Monroe well, looks like? Yeah, maybe. But it's also said to be haunted by, this isn't even mirrors, but it's also said to be haunted by Montgomery Clift, who was quite a hot actor in his time. But he had a horrific car accident, which sort of ruined his looks. And he's got a connection to Marilyn Monroe because their last film, they were basically the last film that they were ever shown in because Marilyn Monroe's technically filmed a film called Something's Got to Give, but it was never released or anything. Mm. They sacked her and replaced her with Doris Day. Mm. But the last sort of movie, the last movie she was in, in a full movie, was called The Misfits, and it was also the last movie of Montgomery Clift and Clark Gable. They all died mm. after that movie. And Montgomery Clift, he resides as a spirit in this hotel. He's been active in his old room, to uh, 928 and then the hallway outside his room. His physical appearance has been seen by witnesses. His apparition has been seen pacing the hallway of the ninth floor. He also practices his trumpet in the hallway. He's appeared in his old room. His unseen presence has been felt and experienced in and around room 928. Maids have felt something cold brush by them. Doesn't necessarily mean it's Montgomery Cleft. I don't know. Other maids have felt a present watching them or felt a present walking beside them. Some people who have spent the night in his old room, 928, have had experiences, sometimes the full sports package of paranormal experiences, <laughs> while her husband slept in the bed, a wife lay in bed reading. Someone gently patted her shoulder, thinking it was her husband. She turned to say goodnight, but was startled to see him asleep. Psychic Peter James decided to spend the night in Montgomery's old room. As he stood in the hallway outside the door, he felt a lot of angry vibes coming from the room. He went to sleep in the bed around 2 a.m. He woke up and felt an unseen presence was lying on top of him so he couldn't move. Mm. He managed to take a deep breath and move his arm back, lifting the weight off him. He was finally able to go back to sleep. Perhaps Montgomery was trying... Well, yeah... I don't know if he was trying to bang him or whatever because Montgomery I mean, I was, was a homosexual. I go there if Montgomery Cliff's ghost wants to get it mm. on because Montgomery Cliff is probably was... the most attractive man that's ever existed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Peter, the same guy, he woke up a few hours later and he saw a shadowy apparition of Montgomery Cliff sitting in a chair in the corner of his room. He was just sitting there and watching Peter for about 30 minutes and then he walked towards the bathroom and disappeared. Interesting. So Marilyn Monroe stayed in the suite the number 1200 and you can actually book to stay in that suite still still got her old like um mm. it had like a it's got a massive white bed in it it's not actually that massive like the, the room it's the suite itself but it is expensive to stay in it's like six thousand pounds a night to stay oh, in her suite crazy. i think you can stay in montgomery cliff suite for like why would you want to though? I would want to stay in Montgomery Cliffs. I mean, again, yeah, Montgomery you. Cliffs. <laughs> I want him to wait you. I would stay there. Definitely. Mm. And then I've also got I mean, a story. Yes, Google him and then tell him whether or not you want to bang his ghost. <laughs> I would Google young Montgomery Cliffs before he was in the crash. 
Oh, even once he was in the crash, well, he them pretty much every man alive. Yeah, I mean, he was relatively young when he died. He was only in his early 40s, I think. But he was oh. an alcoholic. He had bad, oh, okay. yeah, because of the issues after the crash. And that. In fact, Elizabeth Taylor rescued him. Took him she found him. I think he was at a party or something. When he left the party, that's when the crash happened. And Elizabeth Taylor just happened to be there. And she said that she took him... Um, and had to put her hand down his throat to remove the teeth to stop him from choking. Oh, my goodness. Because they were best friends, because they were in a movie together called A Place Under mm. the Sun, which is quite a hot movie, to be honest mm. with you. But, yeah, come up, he's, he has a hot guy. Yeah, he's all right. He's and then I've got this story <laughs> from February 2013, and it was about not famous ghosts or anything, but then it was just a couple of guys in London mm. who found a, rescued a, a big antique mirror that their landlord had thrown out in a skip outside their Muswell Hill um, apartment. So at the time, student Joseph Birch, who was 20, and painter Sotiris Charalambus, who was 34, they acquired the, and I know it's a good name, they acquired the antique mirror when from the skip that their landlord shoved it out into. But they said ever since the rescued the mirror they claimed that they had been brought nothing but bad luck misery financial problems and illness mr charalambus said that it caused him to wake up screaming with stabbing pains and in the night and he basically what he did so you shouldn't really do this right they say if you've got an old haunted house or if you've got an object never try and change it or if you do renovations in an old house it stirs up the spirits it kind of pisses them off a little bit Mm. if you do renovations in an old house and change it in any way so this guy decided to spray paint the mirror silver from walnut to silver and he said <laughs> ever since ever since he did that they began to suffer intense nightmares and their problems escalated joseph would wake up covered in red scratch marks in the middle of the night oh, wow. and both have had sleepless nights which they blame on the antique but they also said <sighs> Sorry, I'm just imagining it's a ghost with like really good taste and it's not necessarily just being discarded. Yeah, but why did the landlord throw it out? Because they offered to give it back to him and he's like, I don't fucking want it. No thanks. <laughs> so they said they put they, they put it on um, eBay for the price of £100, but they said it's only right that the buyer knows about the problems it may bring, so they put a warning against it. They've said that, yeah, he did say that, Mark. He said, I don't think the mirror likes it since I painted it silver I took it to an antique dealer who said it was worth £100 once and that's why we're asking for that price but we would ideally like it to go to someone who has experience of the paranormal okay, said, can't really demand that <laughs> get it to the Warrens, they'd love it wouldn't they? The Warrens, are, well they're dead now so they are, are they? Yeah, both of them are fucking dead Mark, I don't so. know why that made me laugh <laughs> he said since the matter was put up everything went wrong he said both himself and his flatmate woken up in the early hours of the morning screaming in pain. They could both describe what they, um, would be an intense sharp stabbing pains throughout our bodies. It would strike us both at the same time and disappear as fast as it came. Originally we thought someone was performing some kind of voodoo or black magic on us but the mirror gives us the creeps and we started seeing strange shadows in it. They said that the radiator below the mirror stopped working despite never having problems with central heating before and their landline no longer works and the pipes have began rattling in the flat. (laughs) They're both drained of energy all the time, but if they leave the flat, 
they feel instantly better and things are going missing like he went into the bathroom one morning after hearing a loud bang and his keys and his phone's gone missing he found objects strewn across the floor and a tub of shaving foam which had been on the other side of the room down the toilet <laughs> that's a really vindictive mirror <laughs> he ended up on antidepressants it's not that bad like- no, he's saying it. Was it the ghost that's doing that? Was the mirror? The haunted mirror did it, yeah. Mm. Or the shadows that were in the mirror. He was like, shadows. when I passed the mirror, I could see flickering shadows reflected in it. I would stand completely still, and they continued, and I get quick glimpses of black darkness. Last week, I woke up at three thirty with a pain in my lower back and bottom that felt like I'd been burned. I've oh got burning in my he's, anus. To wait now, like, like. Basically molested him as well, now. Well, he said he, he oh. said he's got short fingernails, and after checking the bed, he found nothing sharp or loose springs, because he found himself covered in oh deep, deep red scratches going in all directions. So he's getting like violated in his sleep every night. Yeah, was in the mirror. Oh my god, mm. that's horrific. I mean, that is. I was on the mirror side that's... up until that point. Mm, yeah, well, exactly. I was a bit like, that's a bit much. So yeah, that's basically haunted mirrors. I mean, there's also. You think about like witches would use mirrors to mm. look into. Well, they would use black mirror. So you know the TV show Black Mirror. That's what yeah. that is like. You know how if you're looking or if you're watching like, porn or something and you see your reflection in the mirror of your tablet or whatever, and you're like so ashamed. Oh my god, <laughs> that was the Black Mirror. Very specific example. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> well, if you're like, yeah, well, it's like. Some people have said that a modern day equivalent of scrying in a, in a witch's black mirror would be like using your iPhone because essentially it is a black mirror, isn't it? It's black and you can see a reflection mm-hmm. in it. So could you see okay. ghosts through your phone? Oh my God, Let's all try right now. Some people have tried I'm it. Definitely like, oh my God, I don't want to do that now. That's your tablet or, you know, like your television even is a big black mirror. Even like the reflection, if you've got like a window next to you and it's like gone black as well. I'm just trying to view as much of my house as I can through the black mirror while we talk. Oh my god, please and don't do like <laughs> But then there's also the fact that mirrors can be used to spy on people because if you're taken into being interrogated or even if you're a pervert or whatever, you could install mirrors in your house. Two way mirrors and stuff. Two way mirror. Two way mirrors and change rooms for like perverts. And you use B- Airbnb quite a lot, don't you, yes? Yeah, I used well, to a lot of people. Do you ever search for hidden cameras or no? Because there to. there have been examples of people <gasps> who've went to Airbnbs and found hidden cameras mm-hmm. and light and mirrors. So bad. Really yeah. Bad. The hell? What's wrong with people? Do you repair perverts or paranoid? Yeah. yeah. Which is illegal. You shouldn't be doing it. We also have, like mirrors and fairy tales, like Snow White and stuff like that. That's true. Mirror. Like there was a sleeve that was in. See, I didn't know it was a slave in the mirror, but it was oh. a slave inside the mirror that was helping the Snow White Queen. Or the evil but Queen how does Snow the White. slave know everything, though? I, still, I well, thought it was the mirror that was magic, or like it was like a spirit inside that was magic. Well, spirits can know things, can't they? Like You get spirit guides, don't you, that seem to know everything yeah. that's going on. Maybe it only knows what's going on in like a certain yeah. area, <laughs> a certain well, mileage. He knows what his first... Uh, wait, was it Mermaid on the Wall who's the first of them all? Yeah. But, or is it on the land? Who knows what's going on in the land? Like, mm-hmm. Well, she'd obviously say, say to the woman like, that owns her, that's enslaved her or whatever, that you're the fairest of them all. Um, and then maybe one day to piss her off, she'd go, I'm not the fairest. 
Right, but then he didn't it start he didn't know that Snow White was still alive, so maybe oh, she was right, outside yeah. of his like rematch. There's a spirit castle <laughs> in charge of the bit she's in. <laughs> there's like actually behind that minute there's a whole office of bureaucratic different office workers. It's like, hang on, Janice, can you deal with this, please? <laughs> I'm not responsible for that bit. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I just don't know that question. I'm just gonna go and ask him, Ginny. over there, me, like, Bob over there does um, murders, <laughs> murder mysteries, fortune tellers up to <laughs> Michelle or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh God. Um, I like that. I think you should be right. The story, Snow White. <laughs> So which movie is on to? So like switching from mirrors to, to paintings. paintings, I want to just open up with if everyone's seen Rodal's or read Rodal's Witches. Oh my god, you're gonna take no, that's mine. No, that's fine. I'll, I'll. If you want to start with that, then that's fine. fine. Yeah, it used to. I fucking hate that haunted me. I know. Uh, <laughs> That's the first thing I actually thought of when I was yeah. thinking of haunted paintings. Mm. Was that there's it's it very do you know it affects me more from the book than the film because you know in the book you can obviously imagine it a lot more, mm. but in the film yeah everyone has to watch the witches and read the witches. It's the bit where part. Angelica Houston, who is the best grand high witch ever, to be honest, mm. and happy shit. I haven't even seen that film, but I know she's shite. So <laughs> the, <laughs> I just know she is. So there's a bit where. Angelica Houston, the Grand High Witch, spots the painting and she mm. sort of touches it with her finger and goes, hmm, as if she's proud of herself, you know, that oh. that is chilling. Oh, so yeah, the, the painting for anyone that's not like watched it or read it is so there's like the little boy in the witches and he's saying his grandmother is telling him about witches. And I swear to God, see, till this day, I genuinely believe these witches exist. Like, I, I used to think that as well when I was wee. I always checked to see if she had purple eyes or square toes. Or yeah, or square toes. Yeah. Square toes and women wearing gloves to hide their, like, cloy hands. And like, I don't trust wearing gloves. They wear wigs yeah. and they've got they scalp. Mm-hmm. Yep. And their, like, feet are, like, toads. They wear, like, pointy shoes to hide it. But there was basically, like, the grandma was telling him about witches so he could, like, look out for them. And then she was telling him about her, like, best friend, Erica, and oh, I can't remember yeah. what happens in it. That's I don't know. That was that same painting you're talking about. That's the that's exact same painting. It's, it's Erica, oh, and I don't know what she yeah. did to piss off remember. the witch. It was a grand high witch anyway. Yeah, her dad had painted the picture and they had it in their house, and then the grand high witch did whatever she does to children, so she obviously disappeared. And they looked for her over and over day and they, they couldn't find her. And then one day she just appeared in the picture. That's right. Mm-hmm. And all day she would be in the picture, but the next day she would have moved position. So every day she's doing something different in the picture. But when you're looking at the picture during the day, she's just sitting there staring out at you. And it's so sad and so chilling. So some days she's like in the house, in the picture. Some days she's mm-hmm. like keeping the ducks. But then in the painting, she gets older and older and That's older. That's the creepy and part. She disappears. Because yeah. she died. Mm-hmm. And she basically, to me, it just it was so chilling that she was trapped in this picture for like, the rest of her life. And it's just exactly. like, oh my God. And just that always, even reading the book, that always used to stay with me. Like, out the whole book, that was the bit that really got to me. That was like, yeah. oh my God, like, that's a torture. It's horrible. Even in the movie, they did it so well. Like, uh-huh. the way that it showed it, her 
looking like an old woman and, and eventually just disappearing. I know. So, I mm. But yeah, that I, that was the first thing I thought when I was thinking about this topic because lo- I've read that book about 20 times by now. I've still got it actually. I've still got loads of old bell books that I absolutely loved on. It's so, so good. But yeah, I was, I was, so see, before you brought this topic, I mm-hmm. hadn't ever really occurred to me that paintings could be like haunted or anything. But like, I think like paintings of people and paintings of things, like really. You know when you see creepy. a painting and you think their oh. eyes are following you around them? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like paintings of people. Like, I really, really don't like them. I don't like it when people have them in their house and they're just. My sister used to have to ask my grandparents when they lived in our big house in Leeds because she was put in what we used to call the scary room because I stayed in a cute little box room. It was nice. And Charlotte got put in the haunted room. My cousin Alex hated it as well. And it had a creepy painting of a girl, a sad girl. And Uh Charlotte would always go, right, can you please just take that painting out of the room? (laughs) Why have that? Why have that on your wall? I don't understand. Well, maybe my grandparents didn't think it was haunted, but it obviously creeped out my cousin. Yeah, I get what Yaz is saying. Like, it's weird to, even if you don't think it's haunted, to have a terrifying painting that you hang in your guest room for your grandchildren. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, do you remember when at school we went to, like, I don't know, the Borough Collection or Pollock House or something? Like I love going there. Yeah. Oh, I, I really like the Borough Collection, but I don't like Pollock House because every room was just these big mass oh, yeah. paintings. Right, the portraits. I was in primary school and we went to Killeen Castle and they have the haunted cool. painting there. And it's because yeah. you said the eyes follow you, Leslie, that, you know, they've got mm-hmm. the haunted painting there of the lady of the house. and I didn't know it was haunted. Yeah, yeah, supposedly, like, she haunts it and that's why wherever you stand, she's looking at you. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, I didn't know that. I did not know that. But all, all of those, like, are, are really, like, I don't know, they, they all creep me out. And it's always a bit like, okay, so are we creeped out because they're staring at us? So are we being haunted by them? Or are they haunted because they're, like, living inside the painting and they're, like, trapped in there? The Is it like the whole thing of, like, when people started taking photographs that they thought it was taking photographs of your soul? Ooh, and that maybe a certain painting or a portrait? Is it is it a bit like novels where you've got, what's his name? Dorian Gray, where he's got the painting mm. in the attic, oh, yeah. and he stays beautiful, but his painting gets uglier and Just uglier with all the sins, and horrible things that he's oh, done. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's so it's weird. That's so is it like it's one? cursed or haunted then? Because if you're trapped in the painting, then you're being tortured. It's not like or maybe it's just got your ties to your life because they didn't have any oh. photographs back then, so yeah. you might be just drawn back into the painting. Do you think so as well? It's thought. because like if you look at old photos. Like, they have, just to go on about old photos of my family again, but if I think mm-hmm. of, like, photos that my mum has that are of, like, generations. Sorry, the cats decided to just lift the carpet while I'm saying that. Oh, like, yeah. or, um, he, he always like, generations back in our family, like, some really mm. old photos. But you can kind of tell the mood and personality of the people in the pictures, even though, really? like, I've never met them, my mum's never met them, her parents have never met them. But you can still kind of tell what's going on. And do you think it's maybe because paintings have that almost like uncanny valley thing as well because yeah. they're capturing that moment and they're capturing what the person's like but it's not it's like 99.9% real instead of 100% real well and you'll never be like when you take a photograph it's taking a picture of you at that second and you will never be that person again that existed in that second because you'll yeah, never be the person you were five seconds ago taking an uh, image of somebody in that second 
and they'll never be that person again but also they never actually wear that person because it's not a fully accurate representation but do you think maybe some of the artists spirits in the painting as well like i often find that about rembrandt when i look at my rembrandt paintings and like the copies i have in my kitchen Uh i sometimes look at rembrandt and think he's judging me oh wow So it's not the subject so it's a wee bit of his soul. Yeah, because I've done up my kitchen to look like a Dutch, <clears throat> like Amsterdam style kitchen, like a typical Dutch 16th century kitchen Pretty type cool. thing. Uh, and I've hung him up on the wall and I actually do feel like he is looking at, like there's some sort of essence of him in that painting. Uh-huh. But then that's just maybe me projecting that on him. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. So there's a painting called The Anguished Man that's basically this picture of Basically, someone looks like he's been burned alive to me. Like, it's a horrible picture. And nobody knows who is actually, like, who the artist actually is. But basically, it's the artist, when he painted it, he mixed his own blood to the paint. (laughs) This painting actually is painted with blood. And then after he finished it, he committed suicide. Okay. Um, So it's a pretty morbid picture. But basically, the guy. The jolliest of. Yeah. It's really awful. So the guy that owns it now is called Sean Robinson, and he inherited it off his grandmother so he doesn't actually know who painted this thing but it's it's pretty like I, I don't know why you'd want to keep something like that but basically every time they've had this in their house like really horrible things have happened like they hear sort of like whispers in the night they hear like someone crying there's videos of it on youtube actually it's, it's a oh. quite big painting as well so there's pictures of it on youtube where they just left a camera on and they just filmed it all night and there's things like there's stuff banging about. There's like noises or scratching noise. Like the door of the room suddenly closes. Um, so it could all obviously be very fake video. But yeah, they basically they've now got this painting like locked in their basement because they're so creeped out. But apparently his wife they had Fuck it in their room. Hell, I've just seen a picture of that. That's horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. So they had it hanging in one of their rooms at one point. And he said whatever room it was, his wife felt like someone was like stroking her cheek and stroking her hair. Mm. And I'm a bit like, why? Okay, you can now see it. Why would you hang that in your house? Uh, I, I don't. Tell me the name again. They, they'll well, look it up. The, the Anguished Man painting. Anguish it looks like a man melting who's being burnt And he's alive. Like actually screaming as well. Like yeah. he's got a massive Ooh. like sex doll mouth. He's but got black eyes. And it's painted with blood. So I mean, there are artists. There are like, artists have used their blood in paintings, yeah. like John, uh, what is it, Basquiat or whatever yeah. he's called. He's just, he's made paintings out of, in fact, some, I'm sure there's one that used his own semen and oh blood God, mixed disgusting. together. <laughs> and then, and then yes, I went what to the is... National Portrait Museum in London. Have you ever been? Oh, uh, Have you seen the guy, the famous one? I remember seeing this in one of my books, my modern art books. And then I got to see it for real in the London Portrait Museum. Mm. And it was a guy who'd basically taken his blood, his own blood, like removed his own blood, like a few pints. And then filled up a mould of his head so that his head was basically like he's got like a bust of his head that's made out of his own frozen blood. Oh my God, why? It's fucking freaky. And it's in the London Portrait um, Gallery and it has to be kept obviously like at a certain temperature so it doesn't, you know, (laughs) rot away and melt. It's so horrible. Um, That may be haunted because that's got his literal DNA in it. His life blood. But see all these things, whether they're haunted or not, why why would you want to keep them like in your house? Like this guy had this painting hung up in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah. Or that with someone's Never. blood, why would you want that in your house? It's just it's weird. It's so which weird. takes us to the crying boy because you'd want to burn something mm-hmm. like that maybe. 
but you, apparently you can't burn the crying boy paintings yeah. because he starts the fires and the only thing that's left intact is the crying boy. Yes, I was just a bit about that. So there's apparently 60 of them. It's not just yeah. the one. So the, the yeah. artist that painted that painted 60 of them. And people keep blaming these paintings for starting fires. And every time, yeah, like you say, these even like firemen have all said, yeah, it's like they go into the houses, the fire's been burnt down, but the picture's still perfectly intact. But then I was reading somewhere else that they actually then started looking into these pictures and they've all been like, they've got like a varnish on them that is right. um, fire, like fire retardant or fire no. resistant. Yeah. And that's why they never burn. But, but it's but still then a bit why weird. Why would the frame still be intact as well? Yeah. But then also, why don't, I mean, I don't really know how often houses go on fire, but how is it that it's these are being found in the house <laughs> that as well? Like, it's weird. But yeah, nobody seems to know why or who the wee boy is or anything. There's basically. various, I think there's various stories about who the boy is, but he's, hmm. I think he found him in a street in Italy or something. Yeah, it's he's Italian. very cute. I want to go and hug the very very like, Why would, yeah, but again, why would you want a picture of a fucking sad boy in your house? I mean, yeah, I wouldn't hang a picture of somebody else's crying child in the house. If I saw him in real life, I'd be like, oh, what a cute kid. There's loads and loads of art that I'm like, I don't understand why you Why, like, yeah, to be honest, my, loads of crying children pictures. Yeah, my grandparents had, you know, the one in the mirror, the, my Scottish grandparents, they had a picture of a wee Victorian girl crying in the corner because she dropped, like, a plate and broke it and then it was a wee dog next to her that was trying to console her or something but i always thought that was really weird i mean yeah that is a weird like, thing why would you paint that it. why would you paint that in uh, it's just like kitsch it's like the the green woman the asian green woman that people would hang up in the 1960s mm, i don't know what that is she's quite famous oh. look up the green lady or i feel like i have oh. an image of it in my head but i'm going to google i'll it. find it and I'll send you it, but like, what were you, you were going to talk about the hands resist them, because that's quite a famous mm. one, isn't it? I was going to talk about the hands resist them. Oh, okay, I know who the green lady is. Mm. Lady. Yeah, so I, yeah. Well, <laughs> so, well, looking at the hands resist yeah, them, there was, um, there was much weirdness going on, which I'll, well, I'll talk about that first before I actually talk about the pic. So, yeah. when I was looking up the painting, I was trying to get a bit more information on it because, as I said to you guys earlier, I ran out of time today um, and I already knew a bit about it. And the reason that I remembered it is because I'd seen it before and it made me, I don't know, it just made me feel really uneasy. And then I started reading about how it was famous because it makes people feel really uneasy. So I was researching it again earlier. And while I was researching it, I had a still of it up on the TV and was doing a bit of research on my phone. And (laughs) that's going to make me sound like I've gone completely mental. But I thought there was somebody knocking at the back door, but okay, that's I can't really... access my house from the back because of that's horrible. And I was like, "What is that?" And I thought, "I'm sure the cat's upstairs sleeping. Like, who's knocking?" So I went and opened it, and there was nobody there. Sat back down and was like, "That's weird." I actually, made myself a cup of tea. Sat back down, started drinking the tea, and then, which to be fair, probably was just somebody playing chappy. But somebody started absolutely like battering the front door and screaming, and then like bolted off up the street. I was like, mm. "Okay, weird." And then sat back down to look at it again, and the cat came downstairs, and one of his teeth was gone. Oh my so god! Why? Uh, which teeth? Which tooth? Not one his, of his fangs. Um, bottom, what I want to call canine, is bottom right. Oh, right perfect! Tooth. How did that happen? Oh, I don't know. It's a fucking painting. 
So did that, you switch off the chain at that, that point? System. Did I'm you turn it off? While I'm talking about it, like I don't know, I'll explode. You're not looking at it, are you, right now? Don't I'm not it. looking at it right now. No. Did you switch it off? What after you noticed that? Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's, oh. it's gone. <laughs> I'm actually I've saved a picture of it in my phone because uh. it's quite high, hard to get like a high resolution picture of it. So once I've, I've described the picture, I will send it to you guys in case you guys hasn't. Seen to be it honest with you, I really don't like looking at it at all. Yeah, and then and I'm, I'm usually quite skeptical. Yeah, I've seen the painting. It's very disturbing. Okay, well, in that case, I'm just going to delete it out of my phone because yeah, I'm feeling really please. like... Please just do that, yeah. Yeah, not not a fan of it. The hands resistance sort of came to prominence. It wasn't mm-hmm. painted in, but it sort of came into the, I don't know... Was it the internet that brought it to light or was it, was it before that? To light. Thank you, Leslie, okay. for finishing the sentence because I was yeah. really struggling there. I think um, this paint has affected you more than we realised. Really I know. It was the first thing oh. that came into my head because when I, like, I remember when like I cared about it before and I looked up and I was like, and it's not like, I don't feel like I'm the kind of person that normally when someone's like, oh, if you look at this, like, yeah, as when you said about that painting that the man had painted with his blood, like, yeah, I looked at that there and was like, Oh, I don't like that. But I wasn't like, oh, I don't like that. I wanted to skin off. I was just like, oh, I don't like that. So uh-huh. yeah, it, it came to fame via the internet on eBay um, in February in 2000 when an eBay seller called Mister No Reserve, um, <laughs> who is uh, who uses what well, she/her pronouns, Mister um, No Reserve, <laughs> but as a Mister No Reserve, I put it up for sale on eBay. It's a painting of what at first glance looks like a boy and girl in sort of off-green, I don't know, like traditional 30s summer yeah, clothing, standing so. in front yeah. of their it's quite a dark painting. panelled <laughs> back door at night, and yet it's a really dark painting. And then the further that you look at it, you realise that actually, although it's a dark painting and it looks like they're standing in front of their back door at night, they're actually standing outside during the day, and the pitch black background isn't the night time it's the inside of the room that they're standing yeah. outside of oh my god what? and the, the that indoor it. area behind them is yes yeah, so it's pitch black and the little boy if you look at him more closely although he is a little boy he's balding he also looks a little bit like neil patrick harris which isn't scary but, <laughs> <laughs> but he looks like basically although he looks like a kid at first glance when you really look at his face he looks like what i imagine neil patrick harris would look like when he's 80, if he's really, really sad. And Actually, the little girl... He's got a kind of evil look to his face, I think. Yeah, and the little oh girl is actually a life-size doll, which I originally noted down when I was looking at it. This is when I started to freak out, to be fair, when I was looking at it. And the last time I'd seen it, so I was like, I wrote down eyeless doll, and then I realised she's not an eyeless doll. There's, It's almost painted so that it looks as though set back behind the doll's eye cavities. Oh my god, she's got a mask. Yeah. She's got a mask. So it's like a. Oh, look at this. But it's got doll's arms, so it's like a doll wearing a doll mask, and the doll's mask has no eyes, but there's like doll eyes further in set behind the doll's mask. I'm looking at it just now. Also, the boy looks like he's wearing high heels, and his knees go back, bend backwards. Yeah, his knees are. Oh, I'm thinking about like that he's... picture's horrible. Oh my god, it's actually I horrific. Really don't like, I you really can't don't see like the boy. Yeah, I'm laughing because of you, with the MPH thing. Is that because he's got a massive forehead? I don't know. He just has a bit of the Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's the wee girl that freaks me out and the hands in the what background. What is she holding in her hand? Yeah, that's the yeah. other thing that I put there. She's holding something and I can't work out what it is. Is it like a, is it it a like... disconnected machine battery? It looks like something with wires anyway. 
but I don't know what it is. And, and then, grass. again, the more you look at it, you realise that the flowers and the garden, which aren't really a garden because it's indoors, also aren't really flowers. They're 11 disembodied hands. Yeah. And then the yeah. bit that, then, I say the bit that, I just keep saying the bit that really freaked me out. But then I noticed, because then, again, on my viewing of it today, because previously I just kind of looked at it and been like, that creeps me out. And it didn't really occur to me, but I was like, hold on, why is the moon in the picture if that's indoors? But if you pan in on the moon, it's not a moon. It's what I can only describe as a hole in reality. I don't even know. It, it looks like there's a face in that. If you scroll in, it looks like it looks like a baby's head. It I does. It looks like, like like someone had carved the shape of a baby's head in the darkness. But then there was like some sort of. It was almost like it was a window to a scene somewhere else. Yeah, actually. Ugh. And what's with the grass inside? Are they outside or inside? They're outside, but it looks they're like they're outside. inside because the way that your mind processes it at first is oh, that right. they're in a lit house. But actually, if you think about it, they're standing in the grass. Is that why there's grass? They're I'm in the back garden. Yeah. And what appears to be outside must then be inside. Right. Who painted this? Well, weird. it was painted by an artist called Bill Stoneham. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, in 1972? Yeah. But initially, when it came on to be sold, actually, it wasn't until after it was bought in the eBay sale that people found out who had painted it. So when it went up for sale, the hold on, I'll read you the initial listing. So someone had put a listing up and they hadn't they were unaware of who the artist was, the current owner. So they said we when we received this painting we thought it was really good art. A picker had found it abandoned behind an old brewery. At the time we wondered a little why a seemingly perfectly fine painting would be discarded like that. Today we don't. One morning our four and a half year old daughter claimed that the children in the picture were fighting mm-hmm. and coming into the room during the night. Oh, my God, that's horrible. <laughs> she basically goes on to say, like, she doesn't believe in things like this, but her husband does. So she's a scully, he's a molder. Right. <laughs> uh, she says to, sorry, weirdly, I am, um, this person writing as a man, and I'm calling them a woman because they have a husband, <laughs> which is weird considering that, like... I am me. <laughs> so he is the scully and his husband is the molder. He says, to my amusement, my husband set up a motion triggered camera for the nights. After three nights, there were pictures. The last two pictures shown are from that stakeout. After seeing the boys seemingly exiting the painting under threat, I decided that the painting had to go. Please judge for yourself. So the boy exiting the painting is apparently something that he'd witnessed. And then the photos are mm-hmm. basically it's just a photo of the girl where she appears to be at a slightly different angle, the doll girl, and a photo oh. where her mouth is different. She's not making that downwards frown. She's gasping. Well, but that that's changed. I was reading up on Wikipedia about it, and it said that they had photographs that were said to be evidence, this was on eBay listing, of an incident in which the female doll character threatened the male character with a gun that she was holding, causing oh him to God. attempt to leave the painting. The hell? Hmm. And that there's photos of this. People claimed that the characters would move during, moved around during the night, and they sometimes leave the painting into the room in which it was being displayed. Okay. Well, after they posted really those freaky. pictures of the other things going on, they added a warning after it that read, warning, do not bid on this painting if you're susceptible to stress-related disease, faint of heart, yeah. or unfamiliar with supernatural events. Please 
basically proceed with caution. Da, 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 da. That happened, but while it was on eBay, it basically gathered a lot of attention and lots of people were going on to view it. After it was posted, it became like really big online. It was the most viewed thing on eBay. But people who were going on to view it claimed that looking at it made them feel extremely uneasy. It made their skin crawl. It gave them a general feeling of like everything round about them being off, which I think all three of us are agreeing with. Mm. Oh, people were mistaking the doll girl battery that she was holding to be a gun. Because I suppose if you look at it in a blurred image, the mirror, the the so the wall, oh, sorry, the window behind it, the horizontal bit kind of comes out from mm, the battery. Yeah, so I get what you're saying. Like a gun, so I could see why people might think that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, do you know what? Now that I'm looking at it, sort of panned in, so I'm just looking at that exact bit you described. It does mm. look as though she's grasping a gun. a gun. I don't know whether it's haunted. Maybe it's one of those creepy pasta things where like rumors just spread, and then because it is such a creepy looking painting, that people just make up stories about it, and it sort of gathers its own urban legends, like the Slender Man. Mm. Well, loads of people started to ask questions of the owner because it was making them feel uneasy and they basically then added an additional bit onto their ebay sales spiel Mm -hmm. that said it's basically like saying answering some of the questions they said the size of the painting is 24 by 36 inches so it's a rather large painting as i've had several other questions here are the answers there there was no odor left behind in the room that the painting was in there are no voices that come out of the painting there is no smell of gunpowder. There are no footprints or strange fluids on our walls. I, although obviously his husband disagrees, but I <laughs> do not believe that there are ghosts in this world. There are no such thing as supernatural powers. This is just a painting. Um, so obviously people were asking like questions to kind of yeah, expand on what else was going on here. But it does just seem to be, as you said, Leslie, that people were just feeling really uneasy looking at it. Mm-hmm. So eventually it sold for $1,025. Wow. The buyer stated that she bought it because she enjoyed the composition. She thought it was a nice piece of art. She found out after buying it that the name of the painting, what the name of the painting was, and that it had been painted by an artist, as we already said, named Bill Is it really Stone. called The Hand Resist Him? Or is yes, that, that is the name of the painting, The Hand okay. Resist Him, in 1972. After a line in Stoneham's wife's poem, so basically he, Stoneham, the artist, is married or was married to Rohan Ponsetti, who's a poet. Right. And in one of her poems, she had the line, and the hand resist him. And he had painted this painting based on that line in her poem. And the boy is supposed to be him as a five-year-old? Yeah. So he said the boy's based on a photograph that he had of himself as a five-year-old. He said the hands aren't supposed to be anything unnerving. They're supposed to be the lives that the boy could live in his dreams and the girl is a doll because she is a dream guide and she was supposed to be there to help him plus for the battery (laughs) there is quite a lot about of a fuss made about the fact that three different well two owners and one critic of the painting all died which is (laughs) true okay the first gallery owner sorry leslie it could be coincidence, so... Yeah, it's not... I mean, the first gallery owner of the painting died, but not like they bought the painting and then died. Was well, he old? Like, oh. Yeah, basically like yeah. they died of old they age. They were going to die in. They were going to die anyway. Yeah. A critic who reviewed the painting died on the day the review was published, but that could just be Ooh. a coincidence. And then yeah. after the gallery owner died, it was sold to an actor, and he also died, but he died about 11 years after he sold the painting. 
Mm. So that's not really a real thing. connection there. Yeah. My question yeah. is, would you buy it? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> it is that you found out in looking into the artist. It's actually part of a series of four paintings he painted. Oh, God. Oh. Right, okay. What are they like? Has anyone seen them? Kind of similar. Right. They're they're taken over different... It's almost like different stages of the boy in the poem. So there's one where the guy in the poem is in the image of the artist. And then there's one where the guy in the poem is really... Sorry. And the doll looks a bit more human. And then the third one, the guy in the poem, is very old. And the doll looks even more human. And then the fourth one is painted from inside the door. Is the doll taking his life away then? That's so, like, the older he gets, the more alive the more human she becomes. Yeah. That's so creepy. It makes me think of Chucky. You know, like, the more he's in that doll, the more it becomes human, like, mm. inside, because he gets, like, he has actually a beaten heart and he's got mm. blood and stuff inside him. Be a real boy. And while I'm, like, while I'm talking through my microphone, I keep glancing at my Grogu doll, or Baby Yoda. Mm. And it's got such, like, expressive eyes. I actually feel like it's staring at me and thinking stuff. You know that way I'm projecting maybe my thoughts into it? And I'm looking at its eyes thinking, can it see me? Or is it just a doll? I I can't sleep in a room that there's a doll or something with eyes in it. You know, by me looking at that and projecting, maybe it's the tulpa thing, Mark, that I spoke about before, that if you're projecting your own thoughts and emotions into it, can that be a vessel to be captured? Like maybe Robert the doll or mirrors. If yeah, you stare, like if you stare at a mirror of every day. Of people have viewed that painting and yeah. have all said that it makes them feel queasy and uneasy and that there's something going on with the girl doll in the painting. Yeah. Is that enough to have like yeah, that tulpa effect of bringing mm. her to life? You've created the monster from your own emotions and projections onto that painting, so therefore it projects it back onto you. Getting very mm-hmm. deep philosophical here, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. That makes more sense than it being haunted. Like if I was to stare into a mirror constantly and I had like some sort of trauma or I mean there has been times where I've been incredibly depressed in my life or or very upset and maybe I've been happen to be looking at a mirror crying or in deep distress and that happens in over enough time then that mirror might absorb some of whatever emotions I'm projecting out same with walls like stone walls can do that that's why you get the stone tapes theory whereas if you go into an old building and you can hear or feel or feel things or or hear sounds or voices it's actually just a recording of energy that the stones have Mm -hmm have probably etched into themselves i mean i think that makes sense it's playing back like a record and you're just picking it up or if you're overly sensitive to that kind of thing you're like the receiver of the energy you know that's kind of an interesting way of thinking about it actually and it takes me back to when i was walking through killy cranky the battleground there's a jacobite battle in um, the north of scotland and i had such a weird projected image in my mind of just blood everywhere oh on Why? the rocks because it was a battle there. <laughs> I just I no, don't know. No, just no, like I, I, I don't know. know. Like, why? Why do you think you were seeing that? Like, because I think I was picking up like images of the past that had recorded itself there because it was such a yeah. a bloody battle. I feel like maybe it was all in my head, but I could actually look down at the rocks and see yeah. pools of blood in my mind's eye. That's so that's so scary. By the images of soldiers creepy. just like red coats running. 
running away. Mm-hmm. But then would you pick that stuff up if you didn't know there was a battle there? That's what would intrigue me. Yeah, yeah that, sure. that was what I was just thinking. Yeah. Mm. But then I suppose maybe you would, but you wouldn't pass the information on in the same way, if you know what I mean. Well, it has been in places where I've had an eating feeling. Like, oh, once I was yeah. on holiday and I was walking through a field and I could suddenly see blood everywhere and then I couldn't. And we wouldn't know what the field was and you wouldn't know what the field was. Therefore, mm, yeah. we would be like... I think you might get the creepy feeling, though, without the blood and all that. Well, I've had creepy feel. feelings in places, yeah. but then I've never really... Maybe that's another thing where you're picking up something weird that's happened in, a, yeah. in the past. It may not even be famous. Yeah, that there's like leftover energy and you can feel mm. it. There's a place near here that's like an old when you say castle. here you're talking about Stranra. yes right thank you yeah, for the benefit of the listeners out there not allowed into um it's like not a tourist site anymore like i mean it technically is for photos like from the rocks but it's like a cliffside castle but it's all fenced off but me and my mate fiona because apparently i'm 14 um went mm-hmm. basically snuck through a hole in the fence and went into it as you would do i'm sure you told us that's, this before mark yeah, yeah. I, I think that. i did tell you guys this before yeah but, yeah, when I was there, I just kind of felt this. It's almost the opposite of what you're saying, to be fair, but like what you're saying with rocks recording things. Like when I was walking about there, I could just kind of feel this, like, I don't know, warm, like female energy. Like there was, I mean, oh, like a positive really energy. Nice women, to be it's fair. very specific but, as well. Yeah, I just felt like there was like a really nice woman there, which Ooh. was weird. Well, I mean, you can pick up nice vibes as well as negative vibes. I mean, I suppose you could get a nice feeling somewhere, feeling of peace. Not necessarily everything has to be evil or bad, but I think people just focus on the negative. I think ne- negative energy is probably more powerful than positive energy, I would say. Yeah, that's yeah. probably true. That's probably and that's true. why some spirits, maybe if they are there, can't move on because they're stuck in that negative fog. Negativity. Yeah. God, that makes sense. Like, oh, so creepy. I think I, I love antique things and I think the reason why I love antique things is because I don't know I want it fascinates me how how it's managed to survive all that time yeah. and who and there has handled it yeah there is an energy in like old things like when you touch them like if you pick up like an old necklace or something there's something in it it's not the same as picking up like a brand new thing I was watching yeah. the antiques roadshow last Sunday and there was a guy who'd bought some glasses for like four quid right or a pound and straight away when I looked at it, I thought, they're fucking old. One of them was massive, and it was a huge, big, massive goblet thing. But it was plain, it was just plain glass. And I was like, that's that's an interesting glass right there. And the guy said, that glass was around when Queen Anne was on the throne in 17, or the 16, late 1600s. That's crazy. And I think, how the fuck does a glass that's like that top. survive yeah. all that time? Who's yeah. drank out of it? And how many people have touched it? And if it could talk, what would it tell you? Exactly. What <laughs> kind of stories could it tell you? That's why I'd like to fill my house with antiques because they all have an interesting story, but then the risk is, is one of them cursed. Mm. And also having my grandmother's mirror is is sort of tied to someone who's now deceased, but it's part of my family. So oh, if you know, that mirror could tell you about every single person that ever looked in it. It well, it would be me, mostly. <laughs> no, it's whole life, not its entire life. Well, I can tell you it came from the 1990s, Jazz, because it says on the back, <laughs> it's from <laughs> Gallery, who I deal with in my work. They're still a Aww. company that are in business now, and they deal with mirrors. They basically make furniture and mirrors. It's a gallery um, mirror, so I know Aww. where it came from. It didn't. It, it, my, fun. my Uncle Brian probably bought it from Gallery 
and then gave it to my grand. So it's always kind of originated in our family, but who knows where it'll end up. Maybe you'll be trapped in it in the future. Oh, Something fucking hell. Don't say that. We'll come visit in the Well, there's always phrases like, you better take a good, cold, hard look at yourself in the mirror, you know, things like that. There's so many. With paintings, it's all very, it's all very subjective, isn't it? How you feel towards a painting. Like someone might absolutely love that hands resist them. Some people might hate it. Like the, there's lots of weird paintings out there. Like look at the Francis Bacon paintings of the screaming popes. They're horrible. Mm. But I would like one in my room. Because I, I really do like it. It's goth as fuck. I just love it. Something about a screaming pope that he's inside the cage. I just, I think, I just, I'm a big fan of Francis Bacon. But then he killed himself out of depression, so I don't mm. know whatever I should buy. He wasn't that happy either then. No, obviously, and that's reflected in his work. Mm. Same with Rothko. He just made these big colour, like paintings that were just colours, just like colours layered upon colours, but the more mostly like reds and oranges. Mark Rothko, I think he was called. And I think he killed himself as well. Wow, what a way to end the podcast. <laughs> Depressed artists. The sad, sad fact is that a lot of artists didn't make any money from their paintings until after they died. Yeah. Like the the primary example of that is Van Gogh. And, like, and he again killed himself. <laughs> I know. He went through a lot of turmoil. Yeah, they were all very disturbed and like had mental health I'm really issues. sad. Not sad enough to kill myself though. But, Sorry, Mark. But... <laughs> Sorry, you're sad. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying that wasn't the end of a sentence that I'm really sad, but just the note of um, like people killing themselves and then haunting their paintings. Mm. I'm really sad my house isn't haunted. <laughs> because Why? Well, because you know how I bought an old house. So I just mm. kind of assumed when I moved in it would be haunted. I'm aware that I did say when I was looking at that painting earlier, but that seemed to be some sort of Sorry, there was just another weird noise at the back door and the cat just span right round and looked at Maybe it. Has, it's haunted. Talk about the weird it's haunted now, Mark. It's haunted now. You've triggered it. There's something trying to get in. But that's like an outside one. Really wanted it to be like a nice ghost as well. Whatever this is outside seems quite angry. I mean, the house that I bought, the, the owner died during the process of us buying the house. So I started to wonder. He died in a hair home, but then I start to think, what if he comes back to haunt this place? But he hasn't, so... Disappointingly, there's, it's not haunted. Again, as long as they're pleasant. Like, I just thought mm. the ground floor of this house is really, really old. So I just kind of assumed that, you know, if I got up at night to have a glass of water, there'd be like a floating old lady. That <laughs> just had like kind of positive vibes. And, and she's like, not like how Phoebe and friends like has her gran in her flat and she talks to her gran all the time. It's like the ghost no. of her gran. No, she seems to have her gran's ghost. To be fair, I don't. To be honest with you, I don't really want any ghosts in my house because mm-hmm. I quite like my own That's privacy. And the thought of showering when there's ghosts looking at you, it's not Ooh. really for fun. <laughs> Especially the stuff I get up to in the bed. <laughs> there was just, I went to a medium show. Like, I'm really sceptical about psychics. And this guy in the village theatre said to this woman, Oh yeah, your, your, your granddad's watching you. He says that you um, shave your pubes. <laughs> Oh my god. He says that you shave you shave your fanny. I'm like, but I do that as well. Does that mean that my relatives are looking at me? Why would you say oh, that? That's a weird yeah, that's a weird thing for her dead granddad to say. I was hoping yeah. that I like, to make contact with my grand that <laughs> you wouldn't be like, Yeah, your grand's here, she says you trim your pubes. I'd be like, You bleach your anus? <laughs> Mark bleaches his anus. Oh my god. I don't think you do, but you know, if you did something like that, she'd probably go, What 
you do. I mean, I feel like she maybe would be like, what are you doing? In fact, to be fair, maybe my gram would be like, Why yeah, you actually, I do have a question. Fuck that all night. Yeah, I mean, I don't want a pervy uncle ghost. Thank you very much. No. no. I don't like the thought of my great, great granddad, Bill, with his one arm. Maybe he's got his arm back in the afterlife. I don't know. He's never met me going, oh, just eat that. That's my answer. That's my granddaughter. What's she doing? But then, why not? They might judge you in the afterlife as well, or maybe it just doesn't fucking matter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that, that made him just made up to embarrass that woman. Because, <laughs> come on, everybody <laughs> probably should have put pubes at some point. <laughs> Everyone should at some point, if only once, just to see what it's like. Mm, right. On that note, will we decide what we're yeah. looking at? <laughs> <laughs> it's Yasmin's turn to pick uh, a number. Number four. Oh, you chose four. I mean, it was three last time. Hey, I was What? It's not what we're joking. It's um, Steve, which I think was your suggestion, Leslie. Stephen King's favourite myths. Brilliant. Okay, yes. excellent. I still read so many Stephen King books. Like, when I was, to be honest, I haven't read a lot of Stephen King books, oh. but I'm interested in the myths that he's yeah. used for his books. So. Yes. Like Carrie's obviously about Kinet no <laughs> what's it called? It's Carrie's a haunted car. No, no, that's oh, Christine. That's Christine. Carrie's oh, Christine. got Carrie. telekinetic powers, telekinetic that's powers. it. I couldn't oh, think of the word. Right, right. Okay. Right. Like an evil Matilda. Imagine right. if Mat- is it Carrie's what I'd imagine Matilda would be like when she's a teenager. <laughs> There's one yeah. with a dog as well. It's a cutted dog. Was it Cujo or something? Cujo was Cujo, he yeah. rabies. He was he rabies. He was a rabies dog. Misery was just I don't know. There's a mess behind that. She was just a psycho. Do crazy vamp- witches really exist? Yeah, they do. Mark. <laughs> I can imagine. Like, well, it's mostly about stands, isn't it? About people who are obsessed with celebrities, that kind of thing, yeah. and. That if they change a character, and I can understand that because you know what I'm like with the Vampire Chronicles that I refuse to watch the yes, new one yes. that they're filming because they've changed the whole thing. Like, really and if I was really serious, then I could be like a raging and wanna like it's not Anne Rice's fault, but I would be wanting to kill the producers of the show. <laughs> See that? Does she get a say though over what happens, or did they just buy it and they can do it? No, I think it. it's a shame because I think at first she wanted to have full control over it. Her and her son were writing it. And they said that they'd sold it to the same people who did. Oh, it was um, the Game of Thrones people. I think it was AMC or I don't know, one of them. And then that must have fell through and someone else must have bought it up on the basis that they could do what they want with it. And now she's lost control again. So I don't think she'd be pleased. She's not commented on it since they announced it. And it's such a shame because she did. She was really excited about having her books made into tv like serials because she said oh it's the golden age of television and she could really see her books being made that way but mm -mm, not i think i should put the vampire chronicles on the list we should really do an episode about it at some point oh god yeah definitely yeah we could do yeah there's a lot of stuff in there that's interesting to explore and the same with cowboy bebop i don't know if anyone's watched that but i'm sort of I watched the anime. The anime came out in 1998 originally, so it's quite old. But I started, I didn't start watching it until like two years ago when it was on Netflix. And it's still there. And it's it's so good. It's not like your typical Japanese anime, you know, if you know what I mean, the quirky characters and stuff like that. It's it's quite... It, 
I can't even talk about it. It's just amazing. And um, they're made in a live action version of it with John Cho as Spike, who's one of the characters. And at first, when I saw that, I was like, but he's so old. Like, how can he be Spike? Because Spike's supposed to be 27 and John Cho looks about 50. But see, when I've watched it, I actually quite like it. See if I just just, just separate it from the anime. They've got elements of it okay, mm. but it's not so far out that I absolutely hate it. So, yeah, I can live with that. Mm. Like, if they if they did change Spike to a white guy, then I'd be furious because he is Asian, obviously. Yes. <laughs> so at least they've got John Cho playing him, who kind of resembles Spike in a way. He's just too old. You know, that's in it. And People they've got the right dog. People can change age, but they can't change race. Well, in my opinion, I don't think they should. And I know there's a colourblind thing and all that, but if you've got a character that's... actual reality, like, people oh, can right, yeah. change age. That's true. <laughs> okay, well, I recommend... Just to give you... an update before you go, just checked. Cat definitely uh-huh. does have a randomly missing tooth since Aww. he came downstairs. Right, take him to the vet then and get that checked. Fucking ghost taking my cat's tooth. Well, that's horrible. I know. <sighs> the hand <Yeah>. resisted. <laughs> Was it the doll or was it the creature? Yeah, just like I like to call her a fucking ghost. She's not really. She's what a painting of a doll, not not a ghost, but she's still a wank. It could have been MPH is ghost that came out and took your cat's. Tooth. Patrick Harris took my cat's tooth. <laughs> fucking <laughs> MPH bastard. <laughs> Hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. Maybe he does. I doubt it. Anywho, oh god, what if he does? We've just accused him of stealing, <laughs> stealing Mark's cat's tooth. And also, I forgot that gay people can get married, so he might be slightly. If he's like the rest of the episodes, he might be thrown by me. I mean, just ten years like, if you have a husband, you must be a woman. But John Ooh. Cho was in, you know, Harold and Kumar movies, yes. and MPH was also in that. As a sort of the opposite of what he's like in real life, because I didn't know he was gay. Like I thought that maybe that's what he was like of your womanizing like party animal from the films, and then I realized he's actually completely the opposite of that. But yeah, he's great. I love him. I really do actually love MPH so much. Neil Patrick Harris, respect. Yes, (laughs) he's my favorite haunted boy from a weird painting. Okay, so next week we're doing the myths of Stephen King novels. I'm not saying you have to go out and read all of his novels, but no. you know it'll be an interesting you one. Have to read at least seven of them, <laughs> or just watch some of his movies. Yes. All right. Well, thank yeah. you very much for listening, and maybe mm. you might want to all move your mirror in front of your bed or have a wee good look mm. at yourself in the mirror and tell us what you find. Yeah. Bye. 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 Chris, so, man.